You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Once again, I'm joined by Jordan Hutchison. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? It's going well. I know you were busy this summer and the spring. You were studying, studying, working, working. How about you tell us what you're working on? Yeah. So uh, right now, the big thing that I'm come to the completion of is that I was conducting some research on flow theory on financial planners. So basically looking at what the, you know, the frequency of flow that advisors were having in their practice and is it a predictor of engagement? And if there's any moderating aspects of if their age or years of experience in financial planning or just years of experience, since we have a lot of career changers in the financial planning industry, but truly just seeing how flow theory impacted their well-being and how it impacted their practice. Obviously, you put in a ton of research. I'm sure a lot of it, you you probably figured this is how it is because you've been studying it for so long. Mm-hmm. Probably were some situations where you researched it, looked at some data and thought, huh, not sure I really expected that. Can you share any of those? Yeah. So one of the things with when looking at all the data uh, with the relationship of flow and engagement was really seeing just how frequent it was. And so obviously you walk into the research, it could be that it has no impact at all. Advisors are not having these flow states at work, but actually the amount of flow experiences. So the frequency these advisors were having it was very high. So it was actually at the upper end of my, um, of my research and of just of the industry, the fact that a lot of advisors were having flow experiences at work and so it came in and I thought found it pretty unique that they were having this experience in this state so often. And it was quite unique because I expected it to be, you know, all over the place and to be, you know, pretty average, but it was a very high amount. So meaning they were really engaged at work. How about you defla- define what the flow experience is and how that relates to financial planners? Yeah. So the way that I, so to define flow is, it's when you're in the zone, really, that's the casual way. When you're in that zone, when you're deeply immersed in an activity, you're absorbed in that activity and it's it's something that's intrinsically motivating to you, but it's also enjoyable. So if you really enjoy getting into the weeds of a plan, building the plan, you probably lose track of time. And you, next thing you know, you look up and two hours has passed and you're probably didn't eat lunch you might have worked straight through lunch so you lose track of time because you're so deeply engaged in these activities it might be having a conversation with your clients that's something you really enjoy there's different tasks and activities that people find that engagement but the way that i look at it from the well-being aspect is that there's the advisor well-being but then there's also how do you use flow in the client experience Mm. so with the well-being of the advisor is are they having those flow experiences at work? Because that has spillover effects in your energy and your personal life, but also it has fulfillment aspects where people have higher self-efficacy. They'll have more engagement in their work. They'll also have higher amounts of creativity. So all these aspects at work, but also you can use these flow measures and the inventory that we're building at Shaping Wealth we can use that with our clients too, to figure out when they're going through a transition in life or when they're looking at their day-to-day, because when we're looking at the human side of clients' life, it's more than just the money. So we're gonna look at how are you, are you being fulfilled? Are you doing activities and tasks that you find engagement from? So I look at those two pieces, but that gives you a little idea of like what it is. And it could be 
something that you do every day. Some people ha find it quite frequently and some people haven't even found the word flow to even be some. So it's actually putting a label on it that you're being aware of this state. So if I actually have a job or within a business where I don't find myself in a state of flow on a regular basis, that's probably not a good thing, is it? It's not. And if there's there, I'm not going to say that you need to quit your job and you know, go find a new one, but you might want to reflect and see if say you're running a practice and you're looking to hire somebody, you might want to look at hiring something that you're not fully engaged in. And it might be a headache for you to get involved in and that you're not really enjoying because there's part of flow. There's a thing called the skill challenge balance. And you got to find something that's high skill, high challenge for you to find that flow channel. And so if it's something that you don't find challenging or you it's too difficult or you know it's not a skill or a trait that you have then you might have boredom from it or be anxious from doing it so could you hire somebody could you outsource somebody so there's so many different applications when you look at flow from the optimal performance side but also the well-being piece of it to advisors and the principles of flow are obviously part of work part of athletics, but any type of hobby, gardening, playing video games, painting, does it transcend all types of activities? So the application of it is everywhere. It's And that's one thing that's uh, very neat to the, the research that we're doing at Shape and Wealth is we're looking how, how you, since it is unique to you, how does that impact you as an individual versus everyone else? So that's one thing I love about flow is it's ubiquitous to gender, culture, race, ethnicity, whatever However you want to slice up the pie, it's been found in all different shapes and sizes of people. And so the fact that it has that kind of application is quite powerful. And so some people find it, maybe they find the most of it from work in a certain task they do at their job. Some people might find it in a leisure activity as, you know, riding a bike, knitting, sewing. There might be something that they find a lot of fulfillment doing that. It could be reading. So it's, it's unique to you and it's really tied to your identity, which is quite powerful because when we're doing a financial plan, you want to you want to make this personalized to the experience with the client and you want to you know have it with your firm, too. You need to have it when you're hiring employees. So it, it's just the application is quite vast. Well, one of the areas that I know I slip into the state of flow is, is studying the mind and how we apply it to financial planning. And sometimes in the morning, I'll have a block of time for research. And right. you know, shoot past the end of it. And, and I've had to be careful with that because I'll think read for 30 minutes and then you look up, it's 50 minutes later. And oh, right. uh, you, ju you just get sucked right in. Well, um, I love what the you're doing at Shaping Wealth. Love the work that's going on there. There's a new program coming out. Can you give us just a quick little teaser and uh, not too much, but uh, just enough because I know we'll talk about it a lot more in the future. For sure. Yeah. So we have a new platform coming out in a few weeks called uh, the Outsource Chief Behavioral Officer, I'm short OCBO. And so what we're doing there is we're delivering content weekly, monthly, quarterly to advisors for their practice. We're giving you things that you can use, tools, frameworks that you can use in your practice daily and weekly so that you can, you know, we, we propose certain things from coaching where we have a coaching program called Amplify, where we bring the topics that are timely to you and your practice. We also have a thing with uh, what we call uh, Dr. Joy's office hours. And so... Dr. Joy, she's a practicing clinical psychologist, and she offers just that free time to bring a client case to her. And that's quite amazing when we run into these client meetings where we're like, I just can't get fill in the blank, the client to do this or, you know, get them to implement this. So 
we're delivering different things, different frameworks, all kinds of different levels from coaching content, client engagement tools, conversations to have. It's a, it's quite a lot of things and we're pretty excited about it because we've all been, uh, been building on this for quite a while. So that'll come out in uh, November. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I was fortunate enough to have a little bit of a sneak peek and be able to talk to Brian a little bit about it. And I guess the one thing I could say about it is uh, I'll be one of the first to sign up. So can't wait for it. Jordan Hutchison, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.